No. I don't know. We could we could make a living. Could be. Yeah. Well, honestly, it's probably better than most of it. So. <laughs> well, maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. At least you didn't talk about killing people. That's true. That's true. All the violence. That's true. Yep. I mean, poetry is supposed to be a reflection of different things in society, but I feel like violence is uh, pretty well played out. Yep. But anyway, welcome to Hip and Humble. I'm Aram. And I'm Mom. And we talk about all things antique and collectibles. But more than that, we talk about history from a material perspective. We talk about the things that people have used, the things people have made, and how it's influenced culture and history and our species. And we are supported by Hip and Humble Antiques, LLC. We've got a location in downtown Fredericksburg, Virginia, at 918 Caroline Street at Oldies Book Goodies. And we are supported by WGSNDB, Going Solo Network. Welcome again. So we just got done with a series on purses, and well, we'll never truly be done with purses. We'll never, we're never truly done with purses. I'm sure we'll talk about them more and again. Uh, but we talked about the history of purses for the last three episodes, and we had a blast. I mean, clutch your clutch your purse close because you know it might get snatched. But oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Something that you might keep in your purse, although you know maybe not nowadays. It's mostly on your phone, but uh, is a newspaper. Well, you might not put it in your purse, but you might carry it with your purse. Yeah, you could p- carry it with your purse. You could kind of roll it up and put it in the purse, or if you were a man, yes, that is what you would do. <laughs> Many men put uh, newspapers in their briefcases. Yes. Yep. Or their satchels, or their immerses. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, but uh, so recently or today, not even not even so uh, distant in the in the past, I could say recently, but literally today, picked up two books of newspapers from the 1800s on into through the Civil War. So very cool. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of newspapers. History of newspapers. Oh Lord. Yeah. So it's not a good one. <laughs> yeah, the news today is uh what it is. Well, honestly, you c- if you know the history of newspapers, you can see how we've gotten to this point, you know, if you have a brain. Right. You can see how we've gotten to this point because you know, newspapers are supposed to tell you what is going on in your world, but their main priority is to make Money. Money, money, money. So, the more sensational the story, mm-hmm. the more people will buy that newspaper because they got the sensational story. Yeah. And, you know, nowadays, you know, telling the truth is kind of a, you know, wavy line. Well, so not only is it about sensation, it's about clicks, right? Because yeah. it's about money. It's about what's well, going to grab your attention and how long it's going to grab your attention for. And just because, you know, somebody is, somebody lit off a nuclear bomb for a movie, you know, doesn't mean that there isn't a horrible, you know, problem of hunger in, in Sumeria right now. Right. And so a lot of it is not necessarily a... I mean, a lot of a lot of times it is a lack of truth, but but it's not just that it's 
always a lack of truth. It's that it it is a distraction from something else. Oh yeah, that's well going that, that is that is that is politicians like huge. You know that is what they do. It's it's oh look at the shiny object in this hand while I destroy your life in the other hand. Slide of hand. It's and slide of newspapers hand. Newspapers fall right into that. Right. I mean, they do. It's it's you know they're famous for politicians are famous for the Friday night dump. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look if you look back at the history of newspapers. So I mean, we didn't always have a reliable way to print. Newspapers, obviously, for those of you, uh, we've talked about books in the past and we've talked about the Gutenberg Press and how that revolutionized the way that people consume media, the way that media was transferred from person to person, because obviously whenever we invented the printing press, it made printing newspapers, printing books, etc., etc., that much faster and easier. Although, if you know anything about the Gutenberg Press, it was still a pretty long process. Yeah, still a pretty long process. It's still a pretty long process. And, but I mean, and even nowadays, though, too, they still have deadlines. If they're, if they're on the nightly news, they have to have their stories, you know, done by a certain time to get it edited and make sure, you know, Everything is uh, correct or as correct as they're going to portray it. Right. Well, because something is only a current event for so long as well. Right. Because if you discovered that a group of uh, people who worship daisies have discovered uranium and are testing the compounds of uranium against daisies, the if if they did that five years ago, but you published a story yesterday, right? You know that yeah. that doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really ring. Well, it's not relevant the same. to your world, right? It's not it's not relevant to what's going on now. It's already happened, which I mean, it's crazy to think about from that perspective. That there's so much going on. People are doing so many things. You know, there's people that have gotten awards as somebody that's won the Nobel prize every year for, you know, the last hundred years, but you don't hear about, you know, the person who won the Nobel prize, unless you're in those circles or are following that. I'll say, I don't even think I could tell you who won the Nobel prize of anything this year. I'm sure they probably gave, you know, Joe Biden like the peace prize. Right. That seems to be the giveaway thing. Well, what's interesting is that that is the Nobel Nobel prize of, you know, the last decade that we remember the most is the Nobel Prize, Peace Prize that they gave to Obama over the Nobel over over the woman who sheltered Jews during the Holocaust. Right. Which yeah, which just <laughs> you know, I, really right. I was like, because the man did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say he did nothing. He he he, uh, he. he. You're correct. He divided this country more than any other president has divided it. Well, said so maybe this one. Yeah, but he he got it got that ball ball rolling pretty good. He he did a job. Yeah, he did he did something. He did a job. Uh, but anyways, if you look at the way that news is portrayed today, and you look at the beginnings of the newspaper and giving news, you, you go back to where. The smaller towns would have town criers. They'd mm-hmm. have a, a a boy or a young man who would literally stand on a soapbox and would shout from that soapbox, from that corner, from that street corner. The news. The news. Different things that were happening, different things that they were told to say. And even 
even when that was the case, they would they were obviously prompted and given you know told what to say, told what to tell people, and that that was could and was and could be and was embellished in a oh, lot definitely. of ways. I don't think that there's really any way that you're going to get across any opinion ever without some sort of embellishment. No. And except for, you know, it's kind of like you go back to 9-11 and the trade, uh, you know, the, the towers and stuff. There really wasn't any embellishment because the pictures said it all. Right. Well, see, that's the thing, too, is because people people will believe what they see with their eyes. And so if you can get something on if you get something on a picture in a picture, not on a picture. If you can get something in a picture, then that's what makes the story. Because well, used mm, to. Yeah. Now, nowadays, who knows? That's true. That's and true. Because you've nowadays got AI, you can AI coming up, and you know AI. They they were talking about you know these uh, telemarketers and stuff. You, they call your house and they try to get you to say certain words because they're recording your voice so that they can you know whether you want to be you know buy whatever it is they're selling or whatever but they can uh, use your voice right so AI, well, you know ai is coming up you can change any picture nowadays but used to you couldn't that's why i love the na- old national geographic magazines mm-hmm. because those photographers that were that that took the pictures in those magazines were phenomenal absolutely phenomenal the level of skill that they had and the patience yeah it is well, in the guts. The guts, absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, they had some, the telephoto lenses and stuff, but they still had to be the out there. They did, lenses and all of that were, were not like they are today. So, right. I mean, and that's, a that's, lot of guts. Um, that's not to knock the National Geographic photographers at today, but sure. they have advantages that they, that absolutely. those, that those, that those photographers did not. Absolutely. But if you look at, if you look at, at, News and newspapers. The modern newspaper is a European invention, of course. Yeah. Right. The the oldest direct handwritten news sheets. So they were circulating in Venice, actually, as as early as 1566. Wow. Um, these these were you know the news sheets or broadsheets. They call them news sheets. They called them broadsheets because they were wider than your regular sheets. Sure. So broad, wide. Yep. yep. Synonyms, people, synonyms. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were generally full of information on wars, politics, and, you know, Italy and how it connected to the rest of the politics within Europe. The first printed newspapers were printed in, guess where? China? No. Where was the Gutenberg Press invented? Germany. Germany! <laughs> yeah. So the first printed newspapers were published weekly in Germany from about 1605 on. So, of course, in Germany, they were typically censored by the government. Crazy. Oh, I'm so shocked. Yeah. <laughs> the Germans would censor? Oh. Yeah. And actually, the French censored, too. Oh, I'm pretty sure everybody did. But Yeah. 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 So they they mostly reported. So in 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 France they they censored quite a bit, and they mostly only reported foreign news and foreign politics and prices. Sounds right. Yep. Uh, after the English government, uh, you know, relaxed censorship, they relaxed it around 1695. Newspapers became a hot commodity because, of course, 
everyone it was censored to the point where you know it's censored so so nobody bought it and so they realized oh if we censor this then nobody's making any money and we don't like that true um although you've got to i mean censorship and feeding the people whatever they want uh that very similar pretty good you know they're right before world war ii it did. It it had such a crazy, immediate, and palpable effect. Very much did. Yeah, especially if you if you look at the newspaper, the news articles, the publications that were sent to the German people. You know, like I I read a book uh, last year. Uh, I was going to say recently, but it wasn't recently. I read a book last year that was talking that. Was a perspective was a first person perspective of a, a a German who was forced to you know fight in the German army, but he wasn't he wasn't a Nazi. He wasn't involved in the National Socialist movement. He wasn't a supporter of Hitler, and and many of the German people were not. Yeah. They were just forced into what the you know what. It the was either you power. do this or you die. Right. They were forced into or what you the people in jail until the end of time. Yeah. Mostly died though. Yeah. Mostly mostly killed. Pretty and, much. And so a lot of these people were, were forced into it. There were you know, there there are different reports of German soldiers that had letters sewn onto the inside inside of their jackets that, you know, that amounted to essentially you know, protests where if they were to be found like, hey, you know, uh, this is my family. Please, you know, tell them, right. p- tell them I've died. Tell them I didn't support this cause. I died for something I didn't believe in. You know, there there were hundreds and hundreds of these men who, who sewed, who, you know, sewed these words into the inside of their jacket. Like, we do not support this, but we are out here dying. Right. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that. But d- just a little side note that that. uh that is a rule that you cannot do that to a uniform. Yeah. How do I know this? Because when I would sew patches on your dad's uniform, I would sew a little heart uh. on the inside of the uniform. And he finally found one one day, and he was like, what is this? He goes, oh, we're not allowed to ever do that. Mm. I was like, oh. Yeah? I still did it. <laughs> it <laughs> was a heart. Rebel. It was a little tiny heart. Mm. Like, you know, quarter of an inch. That's the seed. That's the seed. That's the straw that'll break the camel's breath. You never know. I, I think the U.S. U.S. Air Force will live on. I think so. Pretty sure. I think so. But so 1695 is whenever the English government relaxed censorship. Relaxed censorship. I will emphasize. Uh-huh. Yeah. In 1695, and newspapers flourished after that because the people could then print things that people wanted to read. Yeah. And of course, the embellishment accentuated absolutely because even back then it was about what you could get people excited about yep right what can you get them to read what will make them buy my paper Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah by the 1830s so they had high-speed presses of course this is well after the gutenberg press but that these high-speed presses could print thousands of papers a day cheaply and that allowed for these newspapers to send to to allow for these kind of subscriptions. So nowadays, if you are subscribed to a newspaper, like if you are above the age of, I'd say, 73, most likely <laughs> are, 
Uh, which no hate at all. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's just not not a, not a popular means of consuming news media anymore, right. which is sad to a degree for sure. Well, you know, it really kind of is, and you know, frankly, I d- and I'm not seventy something, but I do uh, enjoy reading a newspaper, like physically reading a newspaper, just having it in my hands. Mm-hmm. And physically reading it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Sunday paper, you, you get, you do, and you do get, I think, some things locally in the newspaper that you don't get on the news. That's very true. That's you very know, true. You, you know, garage sales or the local events that are going on and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Because the, ra- the TV news and all that that most people watch, um, they just might have a blurp about some one one event. Well, there might be 10 events going on and... Mm-hmm. You want to go to number nine, so right. I mean, and so many people nowadays are there. So you know, we've talked about this a couple times, but the level of interconnectedness on the internet has, in a way, distanced us from one another. Yeah, because it's so easy to connect with a faceless text from someone else like like there's a there's a person somewhere somewhere at some time behind that screen that's that's writing those words but you're not seeing them you're not you're not you know 75 percent of communication is nonverbal well and so much of you know what that person is having to do is oh i only have 30 seconds so what how can i say this or what do i leave out Mm mm-hmm that you know in that 30 seconds right well and whenever you are online you always have the opportunity to pause and think about what you're going to say sure you always have time to sit and wait and think about am i going to actually send this what am i writing what is this person going to read whenever i write this right you know whether you use that time (laughs) is is a different story but you have the opportunity and so Many times when people are, communi- are communicating online, even in an instant messaging situation where you're going back and forth, there's still a longer there's still a longer period of pause, a longer period of time before you would reply like like right. you would in a verbal conversation. Right. So a lot of a lot and because because we are so connected, but disconnected in that way where we're not physically in contact with people. A lot of people are very lonely. Oh, yeah. And they're looking for these kinds of things that will allow them to be in community with other people because in a way that you can't be online. Right. And so a lot of these, you know, local events that we're talking about that you see in these local newspapers, they're very useful for people in our culture and our society because so many people are looking for that that. Connection. Connection. They're looking for the, for something that's going to allow them to get out of their house and spend time with the people around them. Sure. You know, community is such an important piece of the human species, right? Absolutely. With, without it, we would not have the knowledge that we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I mean, I will say I am absolutely an avid proponent for working from home. I think we, you know, through the last three years have proved that people are much more productive whenever they're able to set their own schedule. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that most people are not going to work nowadays because the job that they have is who they are as a person. Right. The the people are, people are going to work nowadays because 
they want money so that they can spend time with the people that they love, the people, and, right. and be around the people that they want to, be, you know, be in community with. And spend time doing the things, whether those be hobbies or passions or et cetera, et cetera, volunteering, and, you know, be, being around these these people and these things that bring joy to them and to their their community. Sure. Right. Yeah. And you know, whenever you're inside of an office an hour or you know what have you an hour 30 minutes 20 minutes from 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 your home and you know you have that commute you have to go into this this place that is what it is every single day it, it's not conducive to i guess the the modern it's not way. always good yeah it's not always conducive to to uh um friendship and you know camaraderie and stuff and um, I don't know. I, d I don't think we were ever really meant to be sitting in a box all day. No, no, I, 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 I agree with that. It's, it's hard to justify sitting in a box. <laughs> well, it is. It really is. Yeah. But let's talk more about that in just a minute when we come back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Hip and Humble. I'm still Aaron. And I'm still Mom. And we are still talking about newspapers. And we are still supported by Hip and Humble Antiques, LLC. We've got a, an Instagram account, hipn.humble. That's hipn.humble on Instagram. And it's got tons of great pictures and funny little sentences that I put underneath the pictures mm -hmm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So go ahead and give us a follow. And we are also supported by the WGSNDB Going Solo Network. Tons of great content and creators. Check out all of the shows on that network. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So speaking of shows, we were talking just before about how newspapers uh, typically give you a information on different local events. Well, 
by the 1830s in London, uh, newspapers were flourishing in London, Boston, and Philadelphia, and these high-speed presses were printing out thousands and thousands of these pieces uh, of these newspapers every day, to the point where newspapers would cost about a penny to a nickel. Now there are still some. Uh, I mean, maybe not. I I think I'm remembering. Now I'm now that I'm thinking about it. The last one I saw was maybe 15 years ago, but yeah, there yeah. are still uh, some newspapers that I've se- that I had seen 15 years ago that were a nickel. I don't know if that is still the case. Although most of the ones, so. yeah, most of the ones that I've seen have gone up to a quarter, 50 cents, and sometimes a dollar to get a newspaper. Yeah, well, a lot of them are a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy is the cost to make those newspapers has not gone up. Yeah. Not gone up. That's so, amazing. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, uh, going into the 16th century, so Avisi or Gazettes were a, uh, a mid-16th century Venice phenomenon. They were issued weekly over single sheets and folded to form four pages. These publications, they reached a larger audience than handwritten news had in early Rome. Their format and appearance at regular intervals were two huge influences on the newspaper as we know it today. The idea of a weekly handwritten news sheet went from Italy to Germany and then Holland. So, of course, we talked about how it was a European invention. The newspaper started in Italy and Venice, and then it moved over to Germany and Holland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the term newspaper actually became common in the 17th century. But different publications that we would call newspapers today, they were appearing as early as the 16th century. They were, they would, they would, you would call them newspapers because they were, they were printed, they were dated, they would come out at a regular interval, interval at different, you know, different times, essentially. They would come out weekly or daily, et cetera, et cetera. And they would contain different events. They would, you know, different news items that, that, that we would, they're items that you would consider news, like, you know, who's killing who and what war and who set off this uh, social crazy thing that happened and who's getting canceled and, well, you know, what celebrity chose to wear this on their left foot today and, you know, I all don't understand that at all. No, you know, what kudos, what? you know, kudos to you for making the money that you that you did impersonating another character that somebody wrote. Right. You know, a hundred percent you know, that that takes skill. I, I you know, I grew up I was a thespian. I was I was a I was on the stage. I don't know if you guys could tell, but I do like to talk and I have a loud voice, so it seems pretty natural. It's true. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed acting. I loved it and it absolutely took skill. It was it was you know, there were there was I had difficulty performing some roles or learning how to speak things in a certain way, you know, how to project, but how to convey emotion. It absolutely takes skill and kudos to you for making it to where you did. But I don't care what shoes that you buy. I, I really don't. I don't care who they're dating or not dating or and half of them. I don't even know because I'm like, are you actually in a movie or, you know, or are you just like that? Hilton girl where oh, my, yeah, my just, daddy has money so I'm famous. Yeah, well, she I mean that that 
fame was so crazy. And like Paris Hilton was a was iconic in that, in that she she didn't do anything on her own to no, get never, that fame. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and and she was the first kind of of that volume of fame. I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. How to describe it. But, you know, it was, it was interesting that people began to idolize, began to follow, you know, her life just because she was, you know, rich and around people that were in movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Do you know what war was started or helped along that has been credited with starting what uh, war was started by the newspapers? Oh, I should know. I I know I did at one point. Spanish-American War. Ah. It was uh, uh, 1895 to 1898, the yellow journalism. Wow. Yep, they sensationalized all of it, and they they uh, one of the one of the uh, um, editors was you know quoted basically, uh, "I'll provide the pictures if you provide the war." <laughs> yeah, there was a uh, some so there was a there was a uh, the Banana Man Sam. Uh, so if you guys know the Banana Republic, that mm-hmm. uh, the, that wonderful clothing brand, so that region and bananas started wars many 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 wars and the way that they reported that and the way that 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 they didn't report that yeah really influenced how long and how bloody and and so on those wars were because i don't have a lot of respect for the newspaper i don't think quite so much I think yeah, maybe other people have a lot more respect for the journalism and that kind of thing. I have respect thing. for journalism. I don't have respect for newspapers. Well, I mean, journal, you know, journalists in general. I've, I've, I think that they have lost so much credibility. Um, I think there are good journalists, and I think there well, are bad. I think bad there's ones. always going to be good and bad, but yeah. unfortunately, even the good ones don't seem to uh, weed out the bad ones very often. So. Well, I mean, I think that's I think that perspective is very common right now. And uh, and yeah. a, a lot of it is because we're consistently being fed dirt. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely true. And we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's 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 kind of it, right? There uh, yeah. are good journalists and there are people who care truly care about issues and, and want to write about those issues and get them in front of people, but other people don't buy that. Right. Yeah. They don't they don't they don't look for something that's necessarily true. They look for something that's crazy. Right. Absolutely. You know, because But that's just fact, you know, that's very dangerous though and right. and uh irresponsible. Right. Because because the fact that your government is is raking you over the coals with taxes that it has slid under your noses for the last 30 years doesn't that's expected right that's expected and it you don't really care about it at the end of the day because you're gonna have to pay those taxes whether you like it or not because you voted for it right well they did yeah (laughs) yeah so that's not something that you're going to click on because you want to hear you know what the Kardashians decided to name their seventh dog. 
Sabbath dog. Or whatever it is. And, you know, no no hate to anybody, uh, you know, who's who's riding that train. You know, obviously there's money in that. And, you know, I, I res- respect the money that you have made and what you've done to make that money and so on and so forth. But the fact that other people are consuming all of this rather than yeah. <laughs> paying attention to what's around them. Yeah. Is, I mean, it's hard. <laughs> It is hard. It is hard. And I, I, you have more respect for people than I do because I know. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, I do. <laughs> I, th- I you think. Do. I, I do. But the, you're of that generation where you're, you know, kind of, a, you know, of that generation of where you don't want to offend and you don't, you know, you're careful with, with words and all that kind of stuff. And I'm of the generation of no. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm not putting up with the crap, and and uh, this is just stupid. Well, that's abs- I mean, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, I but my generation is very conscientious because we're we've been, I guess, in a way, trained by everyone around that. Okay, if you're, you know, that like my livelihood, my work, well, my, my job say it's could your, be taken away. I've, yeah, I would say it, it, a lot of it is it's not that you were trained that way because you were not trained that no, way. No, no, no. But because of um, jobs and the rules of institutions that you have to be a part of to be able to live, mm-hmm. um, you do have to be careful with, with that kind of stuff because that's the thing right now is, you know, don't want to offend anybody's feelings, don't want them to get hurt. You know, make sure everybody's got a participation trophy. And my right. generation is not. My no, generation no. is, in, and honestly, you know, it still is a cutthroat world. So it still is. I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't believe in participation trophies. Just because no. you did something does not mean you did it well. That's right. And I don't have a problem saying that. I guess I, 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 I would rather attack a genre or a generalization than a person. You're right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because but because I can look because if I attack uh, because if I attack the issue, it makes more sense to me to look at it from a holistic perspective well, than, than like to look me, about with me people that sit there and are so wound up in um movie star crap. Right. All that crap. What else could you be doing with your life? I mean, because I'm sure you are a smart person. You've got all this time that you could be spending bettering yourself, your community, or, you know, picking grass would be a better use of your time. Or go be a movie star yourself. Or I mean, be a movie star yourself, you know, actually work at the crap. Well, you know what? That'd be great if someday would come be a movie star themselves, because frankly, I've seen a lot of them and they suck. There's some of them I'm like, um, what's wrong with it? Yeah, like mm. this is not good acting at all. Well, I mean, I'm, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, especially some of these sitcoms and stuff like that. I'm like, what happened with that crap? That that is that is wrong. Well, I will say uh, a lot of the quote unquote like traditional sitcoms like the 80s and 90s. I mean, it's pretty much dead. Yeah, which is kind of sad in one way because you know. How many times do I want to watch that? Well, I've never actually watched, but the people getting married with the roses and all that crap. Oh, The Bachelor. I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. Who cares? I actually, I was just, we are are kind of off topic for newspapers, but not really because newspapers talk about these things. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I I, I saw the other day, 
documentary about uh oh it was it was called like the 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 dark side of the 90s on Netflix and so they were talking about how reality television came to be where you know you had talk shows and then you had Jerry Springer yeah and Jerry Springer allowed television executives to see that oh if we put real people on TV doing crazy stupid things then we will get money yeah and that birthed you know Jersey Shore and the real housewives and all of this you know quote unquote reality television yeah so that people and I pretty much s- you don't have anything but reality television which for me I haven't actually watched a television show and I can't even tell you how long right just because of the fact I'm like, you are just got to be kidding me. I mean, there's some TV show that's on and it's like Mars, like stars on Mars or something. Number one, I've never heard of any of these people that are on there. So I'm like, okay, I don't know how much a star you can be. I don't have a clue who you are. Mm. But like, this is, this is just stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, this is what you think. It, okay. I'm like, you know, where where is the, the depth? There's no depth whatsoever no. in any of it. Well, so there, and I, w- one of the comments from that documentary that I I agree with is they they had said essentially people are looking to feel better about themselves when by what because when you watch a reality television show, you don't watch it for the depth. You, no, <laughs> you watch it because you want to say you want at the end of the day you want to say oh. I have it better or I am better than at least those people. Yeah, well, that can't be that hard, I hope. No, no, and that's kind of the point. But, you know, again, again, you know, I I really had pretty much just quit watching most all television. And somehow, I mean, I listen to tons and tons of books. Yeah. Tons of books. But I also am doing something while I'm listening. You know, I'm creating and I'm, you know, doing I don't just sit there and, you know, listen to a book and stare at a wall. But I don't know. I, I just, it's just very sad and, and really not impressive at all. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting, though. But I do think that's also why podcasts and all these other forms they're taking have, off. have Beca- taken off. Because you get to hear a perspective that's thought out. Right. You get to hear a perspective, one that's thought out, that you can really parse through. Oh, one that we're not getting paid for. Right. And, yeah, one that you're not getting paid for. Not, I mean, not, you know, obviously a lot of podcasters make money. They they sell ad space and so on and so, so, on and so forth. You look at Joe Rogan, like Joe, Joe Rogan's making a crazy amount of money from, from, from his podcast. But, I mean, that's because he has incredible guests on – not just only why, but you know he has these. He because of that, he's able to have these incredible you know guests on to do these interviews that most other traditional news stations will not do. You know, if you look, if you think I think back to my childhood. I think back to you know watching NBC and like watching Matt Lauer and Katie Couric do these interviews with people who did amazing things or did sensational things or these scientists or doctors who, you know, did, did different things. And you look now and you see like, Oh, uh, this, you know, somebody who wrote a self help book that, yeah, you know, talked about how putting daisies in a basket made their day better. And it's like, 
you know, that's cool. Like, great. Okay. Honestly, great for you. Honestly, great for you. Uh, I don't think I'd ever buy that book, but no. but good for you. But it, is that really helping me as a person? Is that really helping us as a society to mm-hmm. understand more about the discoveries of our species? No, not at all. Because the news originally was was that. It was to see the major conflicts in the world, to see the conflicts in your local community and learn how to get involved, how to, you know, combat these things that were that were bad for your community, for your world. Right. And now we are getting these watered down, hyper specific well, individually you know, it, focused. It, it's back to the thing of non-offending. I mean, if I have a, if I have my choice between an episode of, you know, flower arranging that's not going to offend anybody, will bore people and you know put them into a coma, versus you know interviewing um, president of a country. Mm-hmm. Well, pres, you know, having an interview of of the French president may actually be more beneficial to my life because I might have a little more well-rounded uh, view of what's going on in uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're going to go with the flowers. Right, because the the thing is, and, and what's crazy is, is the there are interviews with the French president. There's interviews with the, the sure. president of the Czech Republic. Like they do these things, but those are not the stories. Those are not the interviews that get pushed to you. The interviews yeah. that get pushed to you are the daisies, the person picking daisies and writing a book about it. Right. And like I said, kudos to the person picking daisies and writing a book on it. But I want to listen to the and French president. Congratulations. If you actually got people to buy it. Yeah. And published it and edited it. Oh my goodness. Like this Lord knows I won't be. Yeah, that is, that's crazy. But, that's you know and that's not that's not something that's going to progress us as a species or no. as, as a society at the at the level that understanding the perspective of different world leaders is going to give us that it's very true and what's kind of sad is i and i do think the united states as a whole because of journalism um well not just because of journalism for many many reasons but um we're really falling behind the rest of the world. I mean, we're a laughing stock right now as it is. Right. But I think a lot of ways we are very much falling behind. Oh, it, in 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 so many ways we are falling behind. We really are. In so many ways. And and the youth of today don't, you know, they they are not motivated to do anything about it. Well, because they're being cowed by Oh, sure. They're being cowed by the of unlimited access to entertainment. Yep. And it is, it's, it is, it's a cowing of curiosity. It's a cowing of imagination because if you give a four-year-old, if you put a, you know, not, if you put a four-year-old in front of a tablet for, for, you know, an hour a day or two hours a day, that's the thing that they're looking forward to most, the most out of anything else in the day. And that's very sad. It is. It is because if if you, if you give a, if you give a a, a three-year-old a tablet and and let them play, you know, whatever, but if you you put them in front of a screen where they have limitless access to 4,000 megapixel, you know, enhanced images of x y and z that they see you know even you know an hour a day they go outside they look at a flower and they go oh that's crap yeah you know they see a sunset and they go eh, that's dumb yeah. and yeah i'm stealing that from louis ck but it's true 
it's true. If you, if it, it is, it, it is. If you know, kids today don't know how to play outside. They don't know how to go outside and enjoy the day. Absolutely. And that is sad. It is. And well, b- you know, amusement. Um, Amusement in in and of itself is basically diversion of your attention. Right. And it's diversion of your attention from things that really probably need your attention. It is. Escapism is exactly that. It is an escape from the reality, the consequences of your reality, the responsibilities of your reality. And it is a reprieve for a time, but it was never supposed to be your entire life. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well. And that's what's sad is it's kind of become the life. Well, it is. It is. Well, we could go on and on and on and on about this, but we are we're out of time. Okay. So we'll we'll go on and on and on about it next time when we when we when we finish <laughs> talking about newspapers. Sounds good. So well, before we get too sad talking about current events, stay up and humble. All right. Bye now. Bye.